Hey, all you nostalgic pop culture nerds. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. Well on my way, though. You are. Well on my way. I know, to you're doing great. Expert. You are doing great. <laughs> I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod or on Facebook. That's true. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today is our first After Dark episode where we discuss what we've been watching and reading outside of the 90210 world. Favorite things to do. I know. Is to discuss what I'm watching. And I know. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. It's the perfect seasonal break. Yeah, it is. All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. Here's what was happening during the summer of 1995 while the show was on hiatus. July 30th, Hillary Swank, Carly Reynolds, in the later years, turned 21. Boy, there's no revenge like getting fired and then winning an Academy Award for Best Actress. Yeah. You know? Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> August 10th, Ryan Eggold, Mr. Matthews, in the CW years, turned 11. On August 22nd, Dua Lipa was born. I love Dua Fun. Lipa. Dua Lipa is, I think, one of the few times where we saw a SNL like musical guest, and we're like, we ought to buy that album. And now I love Dua Lipa. You love Dua Lipa? I do, yeah. Future that Nostalgia is such me. a great album. August 26th, Evan Ross, Charlie, in the CW years, turned 7. And on August 28th, Jason Priestley turned 26. Oh, there you go. Still so young. I know. One passing to mention, August 19th, Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead passed away. Where do you fall in the Grateful Dead? Are you a deadhead, Kendra? I couldn't sing you a Grateful Dead song right now okay. if my life depended on okay. it, I don't think. There's some there's some albums that I enjoy, like to, to put on and listen to. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't rate it like high on my list, but usually when I'm listening, like when a Grateful Dead album will come on, you know, like Spotify or whatever, I'm kind of like, yeah, I like this. That's that's as I deep as nothing, I go. I got nothing against Grateful Dead. I just well, uh, that's good. I don't know any that's Grateful good. Dead. Yeah. So, couple of movies to mention: July twenty eighth, Waterworld. I have not. I've only seen bits and pieces of Waterworld. I have not seen the whole thing. I haven't seen a frame of it, but it used to be at Universal Studios in Orlando outside of the Back to the Future ride was a big like Waterworld mm. thing. Like in the water, there's a display and everything. That's the extent of my Waterworld knowledge. And the Back to the Future ride's gone too. Oh, rip. I never got to ride it. I'm sure I've told you this story, but when my wife and I, when we, when we got, we got married and it was supposed to close before our honeymoon and we were going to Orlando, I wrote a letter to Universal Studios. It was like, please keep this open through November because we're coming on our honeymoon and I you desperately want that. my wife. And the date changed is all I'm saying. The date changed past November <laughs> and we got to write it. Did I do it? Maybe. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Remember that time we watched Back to the Future at your house and then in the like extras on the DVD was all the things you would see on the screens yeah. in the Back to the Future ride? Yeah. And we just sat and watched that yeah. for a while. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Fun. Fun times. August 4th, Babe oh, came out. That'll do, Pig. Oh, Ram, you. <laughs> no, we, both, we both picked different lines. Yes, we did. <laughs> and August 18th, Mortal Kombat. Oh. A movie I have seen. Okay. Not great. Not great at all. Actually, I, I remember, like, it's bad, but I remember having fun watching it. Because oh, okay. it's... it's it's that the bad. right level of okay. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's bad in a fun way. <laughs> the new one, just bad. Just bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. TV shows ending in the summer of 1995 on June 23rd, the Jon Stewart show. Oh, yeah. It was like pre-daily pre show. Jon Stewart had this talk show. Yeah. I think probably what got him the job. And July 26th, Northern Exposure. Hmm. That was a hallmark of that time. I mean, I feel like everybody was watching Northern Exposure. I've never seen any of it. Me either. There's a movie, right? Is there? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. This is a 90210 <laughs> podcast, Kendra, not a Northern Exposure podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
music, August 8th, Ben Folds 5 released their self-titled debut album. I love Ben Folds. Your wife made yeah. me, a, I was like, make me a Ben Folds, uh-huh. this is what you should listen to playlist, yeah. and she did, and I have not listened to it yet. Whoa. <laughs> and that was months ago. Wow. So I thought I you really... were... Wow. I thought that was going another no. direction. I thought you were going to be no, like, and I, I loved it. it yet. So, Hillary, <laughs> I have not forgotten. I know you did that. I'm going to listen to it. I promise. <laughs> well, I saw Ben Folds, not Ben Folds 5, but Ben Folds in concert a couple of times. And I know the next one on our list you've seen in concert. Yes. August 15th, Garbage released their self-titled album. Pretty we fun. did see Garbage. And I'm not a huge Garbage fan. I only knew a few songs. Yeah. But they put on a great show. I only know their James Bond summer. theme. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the only ones I know are because of Eric. Okay. Because he yeah. has them on his playlist. So. And August 15th, Brian Wilson released I Just Wasn't Made for These Times. I've also seen Brian Wilson in concert. You have? Yes. Yeah. Video games. Here are the top-rated video games in August of 1995 mighty morphin power rangers on the snes am i saying that right do people say snes i don't know the super nintendo entertainment system super nintendo we all know what you mean okay okay cool and uh, adventures of batman and robin on the oh, Sega Genesis. kendra kendra 12 13 year old <laughs> me in this game i loved it so much i'd play it right now not surprising based on the animated series that everybody reveres and it was such a good game it was co-op you know multiplayer co-op and you could like level up your weapons very fun super cool game i'd play it right now <laughs> i um am bad at video games oh. and i have not i have not played this one okay well i'm okay i'm okay at it depends on let's say it depends on the game okay let's do it i'm very bad at i mean this is that was a side scroller yeah i assume yeah so those are fine but like games today where i have to move the camera and myself at the same time i just cannot do it yeah like eric and i are trying to play through the spyro games and i'll have to like stop and move the camera to the left and then go to the left (laughs) stop move the camera again i'm just not good at it and August 15th, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, hit the SNES. I only discovered that one later in life because I never had a Super Nintendo. So I feel like I only played that on, like, ROMs in college. Or now it's, you know, you can play it if you have the Nintendo whatever, little Nintendo Pass on mm-hmm. uh, Switch. You can play it. And I've been playing it now. All right. Some books, or one book to mention from Nick's favorite author, That's right. Jack Finney. That's right. Jack Finney released his final novel, From Time to Time, a sequel to his 1970 novel, Time and Again. I have really mixed feelings about this because, so this sequel dropped 25 years later. This story really undermines Time and Again. So like, I'm Mm. always reluctant to, like, I, I love Jack Finney. I love everything he writes, you know? And so like, I was happy to have more Jack Finney content. But like somebody knew, I wouldn't be like, read time and again, and then you have to read from time to time, because it really blunts the impact of what the first book is going for. So like a glass, unbreakable situation? I suppose, but I liked glass. Shh, do Don't not say that. Do not loud. tell your husband that. You? Don't tell him. <laughs> All right. In other news, egg. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Make a note. Make a note. All right, take us beyond the zip code. Well, let's talk about Joe E. Tata for a while, shall we, Kendra? Yeah. I, of course, know him from Batman. I recognize him from Batman. Uh, He was in the Bat... They they did a little, like, planted pilot for a Batgirl spinoff, and he was one of the main villains in that. But he would show up in Batman. But uh, he is such a long career in, in film and television, lots of TV work. One of his first early things here was playing Joe Lombardi on Gomer Pyle, USMC, a spinoff of The Andy Griffith Show. I know The Andy hmm. Griffith Show is in the blood of your family. Yes. Gomer, Gomer Pyle, USMC, did that ever that ever make the cut? No. no didn't? No. Okay. How do you feel about Gomer Pyle as a character? I honestly am not sure which one Gomer Pyle is. So. We'll, we'll fix that in editing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, so this is our After Dark episode where we're, where we're going to dive into everything that we've been reading and watching and comic booking uh, just over the last couple months. So let's do it. Let's do it. I will okay. say I feel like uh, out of all of my friends, 
you and your dumb husband, Eric, probably uh, are the only ones. <laughs> that Is that I how th- you refer to him on this show now? Yeah, I do. Moved? Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> since he's been gone. <laughs> Uh, you, anyway, you guys are probably the only ones who like follow and or care about movies and TV to the level at which I do. It is the same. I think the only other person besides you and your wife is my brother. Okay. Is you are the three people that I can talk to about everything I'm watching and reading. I'm secure enough in, in my own pop culture-ness to admit that you surpass me in this because I don't know about that. No, I think so. I, I mean, geez, I could tell you every episode of I Dream of Genie, you know? Not with books. Okay. All right. All right. But like, I'm sure you've seen every Oscar nominated movie, correct? Uh, almost. almost. Oh my gosh, Kendra. What are you missing? I got here. Here, let me show you. Look at my uh, bullet wow. journal. I brought my bullet journal. That is. The green dots are the ones I have watched. Okay. <laughs> I need to screenshot this for our people. You're either really organized I'll, I'll, I'll or a serial it. killer, and I'm not sure which one. It's a bullet journal. You're right. Bullet okay. journals are accepted yes. in society. <laughs> okay. Um, We are going to watch uh, the last Best Picture nominee we need to watch tonight, okay. actually. And then I will have seen all the best pictures. But this year, it's been nice because years past... You know, you haven't been able to watch this stuff. Yeah. Like the live action shorts, the documentaries. Like, right. if you didn't catch it live on TV, when were you ever going to see it? Um, yeah. But a, pretty much everything has been available on some streaming platform That's this nice. time. Um, That's cool. So, yeah. So I've been able to watch a lot. Okay. All right. Let's get to movies. But why don't we start with books? What? Tell me what you're currently reading. Like, as of right now, what are you reading? As of right this second, yeah. I am currently reading... The Heart is a Lonely Hunter oh. by Carson McCullers. Um, oh, I like which that title. I picked, yeah, I picked for the book club that I do with my cousins. Um, it was my pick, and that's what I went because I want. I was feeling like a more like classic. Yeah, this is a book you need to read in your life. Okay. kind of book. So I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure when it came out. I want to say the 20s but i could be wrong about that i am not very far into it i it's not one of those books where i'm like i have an hour before bed let me read this because it's older and it kind of you know those tend to put me to sleep faster yeah so i need to just you know have a saturday where i've got a couple hours and i can just sit and read it yeah but yeah so i'm not far enough into it really to comment okay I am I am currently reading a, a a book club with friends book club pick similar to you. This one is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Have you read this one yet? Andy Weir has lost my confidence. Oh my gosh! After Artemis. Yeah. Oh man. I hated it. I hated I, it so oh, much. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So Andy Andy Weir wrote The Martian, and it was a real like rags to riches kind of story because The Martian was just a self published little thing, and then it kept gaining momentum, and then suddenly. You know, a publisher picked it up, and then it became huge, and the movie right. Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, whole big thing. Then we got a sophomore slump with Artemis. A sophomore, I don't even know what's worse yeah. than a slump. avalanche. <laughs> uh, but and I listened to a lot of the audio because I'd heard bad things about it, and we did it for the library book club. We did Artemis uh, a few years back, or whenever it came out, and I'd heard some negative reviews, and so I was listening to the audiobooks. It was read by Rosario Dawson, and I thought surely Rosario also, Dawson can sell it. I also listened to the she audiobook. Couldn't. It was awful. It was bad. I am liking Project Hail Mary so far. I'm not very deep into it, but I but I'm enjoying it, and I'm hoping that like he worked out the kinks, you know. All right. Hopefully. But this is uh, so I've, I've, I'm sure I've told you about this book club a million times. But uh, my brother and two friends and I have read a Star Trek and Star Wars book together, and we just alternate Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars. And we started this because like we just had a couple books that we were going to read, and that was like years ago. And we've read almost 70 books together now, the four of us. Yeah, you've read a lot. And so we were kind of getting to this point where we were like, we have read everything that both Star Wars and Star Trek has to say about the world <laughs> or characters, you know? So this is the first time that we're branching out outside of like Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. There was some reluctance because yeah. Star Trek, Star Wars books tend to be pretty easy, breezy reads. And Project Hail Mary is a little bit chunkier. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to diverge. Yeah. Let's stick with books Shake for a minute. Up. Let's stick with books for a minute. Have uh, what? What's some of the other things that you've been reading this year that you've been getting into? Book books. We'll talk comic books in a minute. 
Well, <laughs> I will say, since I'm reading The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, yeah. and that's more of like a classical book, sure. I pulled off my shelf uh, Midnight Sun, the <laughs> Twilight book that I've already read. Kendra, we <laughs> did I've a whole episode. In a Twilight mood. If, I know. If you want to know more. Yeah. To read it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a and, whole episode um, so about Midnight Sun back on the All the Book yeah, Show, so, so you can go back and find on it. My, it's on my nightstand if I need something just like lighter yep. to read yep. <laughs> and i don't know i think seeing batman and robert pattinson has gotten me back into oh, that twilight yes. mood okay. so i might be rewatching the movies again soon we'll okay see. okay um but right before i started the heart is a lonely hunter i read a book that you and i talked about the a house at the bottom of a lake oh josh mallerman yeah um, yes which you liked i did yeah and i thought it sounded interesting and my husband works at a library. They did not have it at any library. Mm. So he used his, you know, he pulled some strings and got them to order it for the library <laughs> so I could read it. Um, so I read it and he read it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I like, I'd never wanted to put it down. It took yeah. me like two days to read it, but I I could have read it in one sitting had, yeah. if I had had the time to do that. So I don't know how I feel about the end. Yeah, but that's fair. The rest of it was, um, it was so good. Highly yeah. recommend. So loosely, the plot is these two uh, uh, teenagers, a boy and a girl, go on a little like rowboat, and they get deep into the lake. I guess they're in a lake. And yeah, there's like several lakes. They keep like going yeah farther and farther in. And they find sort of like a little offshoot of this lake, and they're there, and they see a house at the bottom of it, and they go explore, and it's not like a you know, a waterlogged, destroyed house. It's like if a house was just under a lake, but everything was normal, you know, like the tables and chairs still on the ground, you know, plates still on the table, whatever. And so they become obsessed with it and just keep exploring. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how you end a book like that. And I was relatively okay with what they did, but it's not a big climax of an ending. So if if that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get it. But I think if you're just kind of like, huh, well, what was that all about? Yeah. You know? And it was interesting because my husband read it as he went into it being like, this is a horror book. Mm. And I went into it more as this is more like fantasy with okay. some horror elements. Yeah. And I think I enjoyed it more because mm. I looked, I was looking at it that way. Like he was disappointed with the horror of it. Yeah. So, well, that, you know, that makes sense that because, will. well, I think the atmosphere is that of horror, but it's not particularly scary. So, like, yeah. you got to adjust as you go along. Yeah. But yeah. He, that author, Josh Mallerman, has several books that came out all sort of back-to-back. The first book of his I read was Bird Box, and I haven't seen the movie, but I really enjoyed the book. And there's a sequel to that, which I plan to read, and several others. I mean, they all look interesting to me, and I want to just kind of yeah. pick through all I'm of them. I'm definitely going to read more. Yeah. Definitely. That one kind of reminds me of one that I read called Tide Pool by Nicole Wilson, uh, set in like late 1800s it's about these people who are coming to this little town of Tidepool trying to investigate if it is a potential for a tourist place you know if they can build up this town and make it you know like a go-to destination for people and these weird murders start happening and it is I don't think it's giving anything away if you've seen the t- if you've seen the cover of this book or know anything about it to say that it has a fantastical element to it so it's a bit of fantasy, a bit of horror, a bit of murder mystery, and it's kind of outside of the things that I would normally read, but I picked it up, I, I think doing research for a podcast, I came across it and ended up really liking it. So you might you might like that one as well. Interesting. Yeah. Put it on the list. Okay. I also finished recently a couple more fantasy ones. I read the Alpha and Omega series by Patricia Briggs. Oh, yes. And so I read the newest one in that series, and it was it was good. There's only been one in that series that I was like, kill me now, I hate this. <laughs> and it was literally just because there were so many horse facts, facts about horses. I was like, stop telling me about horses. Oh. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go on Goodreads, there, some other people complain about that as well. But this is a good, I picked up this series because I was like, I want something like Twilight, but I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and But I don't want hardcore, sexy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just want like a mix of the two. And I think this is the perfect series for that. So Are those not I feel super like I sexy? It before. 
I guess I thought Patricia Briggs books were pretty sexy. I feel sexy. like they start more sexy, okay. and then I feel like as we've gone on, it's been less and less. There's definitely a sex scene in, okay. Okay. in every book, mm-hmm. but it's not like the overall okay. thing. It's Got not it. about that. It's about a bunch of other stuff, and that just happens to be there. I recommend that if you're looking for okay. something like that, like I was. I also just read Marissa Mayer's new book, Gilded. Oh. Um, which came out, I think it came out last year? Or it came out this year, maybe. It, it It's very, very recent that it came out. But she wrote the Lunar Chronicles, yes. like Cinder yes. and Cress and all those, yes, which I, I read, loved. I read Cinder, yep. And I I loved this one. Like, yeah. I was I was sad that there was not more. <laughs> Is it a one <laughs> and done? No, no sequels or anything? No, it's not. Oh. No, it ends okay. on kind of a... We're definitely going wow. on. I didn't know um, that you were allowed to do that anymore. I thought everything had to be franchised. Yeah, I was like, uh, I really thought it was going to be a one-off. Yeah. So when I got to the end, I was like, uh. Right. <laughs> the Cinder ones are like, they're fantasy, but it's also like cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. And she's a cyborg yeah. right, and whatever. Right. This is just straight up fantasy, but with like fairy tale stuff. So I loved it. Okay. So I recommend that one. All right. That sounds good. Uh, I recently, I so I'd never read Ursula K. Le Guin before. And so I read her Cat Wings series, which is very, you know, it's not some of the more like heady Ursula K. Le Guin stuff that's out there. Um, it's more of a, a, you know, junior young adult level series. And it's really just about these this family of cats that have wings and there's no explanation given. Sure. And there's four sure. of these little novellas. Uh, I read some to my son. I, I read some just by myself. And uh, I really enjoy them. I'm going to be reading The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin for a library book club a little later fun uh so i'm gonna dig a little deeper into ursula k le guin but this this was a nice soft start you know if you've never read that author before it's you know it's an easy entry into her work i've never read any ursula k le guin but my husband loves the wizard of earthsea and all those books so yeah those those are those are the more well-known ones but cat wings is like i said nice little simple entry point i gotta tell you kendra it's been two years of me complaining about this so this is not news for anyone I have not fully regained my ability to just like pound through books the way that I used to. I don't know. Mm. I'm still. I, for me, I go through, I go through moments. Yeah. Like I read like Gilded, Wild Sign, House at the Bottom of the Lake. And now it's just like, I'm not reading it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am, but I'm like not. So yeah. I feel that. I think in some ways it's my patience that has changed more than anything because I used to, I mean, years ago. I had a lot of trouble stopping a book, even if I despise it. And I've gotten over that a mm. little bit. But I still was able to kind of push through books that I were just kind of like, eh, whatever. And now, I don't know. Like, if it's not just grabbing me, I Life's have a too hard short. time. It is. You're right. You Life's are right about that. Uh, in another low, lo- like just a light book that I read, I read Is This Anything by Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, I listened to the audiobook on that, which is read by Jerry Seinfeld, which is the way to go. The only complaint I have about it is that it is a, a lot of it is like him going through his old bits and just kind of talking about that and his life as a comedian, kind of taking you through the different decades. So if you're somebody who's heard a lot of Seinfeld bits, you know, his stand-up specials or whatever, I feel like you've heard a good 75% of this book already. So that's the only that's the only caveat I'll put on there. Still fun, still fun to revisit. But I was like, yeah, I know that one. Bloodstains. If you got bloodstains, maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. I'm like, yeah, I know the punchline of that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have any other books, or do you want to talk comics? I know you have a list of comics. The only the only other book that I read this year that I would really like put high was The Boys by Ron Howard and Clint Howard. Just a great, oh, a great story of. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, kind of Hollywood and uh, television. Really interesting. Also a good audiobook read by both of them. So I would say check that out. But yeah, let's dive into some comics. Where are you at comic-wise, Kendra? I did just read the entire manga series for, um, it's called Emma. Oh. And I went to the library, randomly found the first volume of it, picked it up, and then the Charlotte library system did not have at any of the libraries anymore. <laughs> Just so one. I asked wow. my husband, who works in a different library system, do you have these? And he brought home like mega oh, yeah. volumes. Yep. And I was like, oh my goodness. And they have all of them, okay. all five of the mega volumes. So he just kept 
bringing them home and I kept reading them and I read all five giant volumes yeah. um in a few weeks and it it was cute. It's like a it's a romance in like I don't know. I get my time periods mixed up, but like Victorian England, okay. where it's like a maid and a nobleman kind so, of fall in love. So it's but not, their families against it. Doesn't have anything to do with like the book Emma. No. Okay. Mm-mm. But yeah, it was pretty cute. Weren't you also reading Snow White with the red hair? Yes, I I haven't gotten another volume of that recently, okay. but I did read volume seventeen. Okay. So that's how far I am. Okay. And I love it. I really it's it's really cute. That's pretty deep. Seventeen. Uh, I've only se- yeah. I've, I've seen maybe the first handful of episodes of the anime, but I haven't read any of it. Yeah, I do want to watch it, but I've just been into reading it. Yeah, so no, I was enjoying it. We just got away from it. You know, I don't read a ton of manga, but I did just recently read the first volume of My Hero Academia. Have you read any of that? No, I have. I missed that train. Yeah, completely. The library was doing like a like a teen book club on that. And so I just picked it up and, and read it just so I know, you know, what, what they were talking about. And I did like it. I mean, it's just, you know, sort of a superhero school. And there's a guy who doesn't really have superpowers, but is very earnest and ready to be a superhero. So <laughs> I, you know, I picked it up just because, but I, I would read more. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I read cool. a few. Like I got to finish Attack on Titan is finishing, okay. so I got to finish that yeah. before I can watch you any other catch anime. <laughs> I've read some of the like the tie-in. Like I just read Volume One of Batman and the Justice League, the manga. I really enjoyed the Leia Princess of Alderaan manga and the Star Wars Rebels stuff. So I've read a lot of that stuff, but mm. in the more like you know legit manga world, I haven't I haven't done too much outside of My Hero Academia recently. I've finished some runs recently. I was doing a uh, sort of a book club read-off on Immortal Hulk with Eric, who you're married to. 50-issue yes. series. Uh, starts one way, ends another. It was, a, it was a wild ride. I'm glad to have read it. I don't know that I would rate the series as a whole high because I feel like, much like the series Lost, which I know you love the ending, and we're not going to get into it. I do. It sets well, things up. I don't love up. it, but I accept it. It set th- <laughs> sets things up in the beginning, and then it sort of ends answering different questions than it initially asked and it just kind of like changes along the way i still enjoy it and i love i love a good hulk story and there, there was a lot of good hulk stuff in there i also finished astonishing x-men have you read any of astonishing x-men i don't think so when it came out it was sort of i don't know this title i feel like went a little more mainstream than comics tend to go it seems like everybody read the first couple of volumes of astonishing x-men and and i i did too and then I didn't, you know, I read maybe the first three volumes or something like that, and I just got away from it. So over the last year or so, I was like, you know what, that's a that's a contained run. I'm just going to finish the whole thing. And just yesterday, actually, I read the last volume, and it is just a, boy, talk about a glow down. By the end of it, you're just like, please stop making issues of this series. It just... <laughs> It's not good by the end. Like it's very, the first couple of volumes are very cohesive. And then after that, it's just kind of like, well, we'll tell this kind of story for a few issues. Well, we'll do this now. And it doesn't have an identity. I just don't know when to quit sometimes. I guess not. I have been having a fun time with, uh, DC had an imprint called Wonder Comics. And it was pretty much led by Brian Michael Bendis. There was a a series, Young Justice, um, Dial H for Hero, Wonder Twins, Amethyst, and a, a Ginny Hex one-off. And Naomi. Naomi, which is adapted for a series on CW right now. I really loved Wonder Twins Volume 1 and Young Justice Volume 1 and Naomi. All really strong books. And while they do continue, um, particularly Wonder Twins and Naomi, uh, you could just read those first volumes and be good. But but they're a lot of fun. Is cool. that, it? that it for you with comics? I did. Well, there are some comics I've read this year that I can mention. Let's do um, it. I read last year... The trilogy by V.E. Schwab, her Shades of... I think it's Shades of Magic trilogy. And I loved it so much. And then I found out that there are comics. There's three volumes of the Shades of Magic. And it's a prequel series that follows the king in in the book series as a young man. Okay. And I I loved all of them. I rated them all five stars. Okay. So if you liked that series... I'm trying to think if you need to have read the books and I really I think you could figure it out okay like I think the jumping between Londons isn't isn't a thing in the in the prequel series so 
it's just a fun fantasy series if okay. you haven't read it. I also read, after we watched the episode of What If, I oh. read the Marvel Zombies oh, barf. story. I hate Marvel Zombies. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I, I gave it four stars. Okay. so That's it for me, though. Okay. I want to mention, I've been really enjoying Marvel's digital exclusive stuff. On, I have the Marvel Unlimited app. And they have a series called, um, well, it's not a series, but more of like an imprint uh, called Infinity Comics. And they're specifically designed for phone scrolling. Like they, they scroll up and down. Oh. It's like an infinite scroll. Yeah. And they're, oh, you read It's Jeff. That's an infinite. That's an, it's an, Jeff. It, that's yeah. an Infinity Comic, which is, that's more of a goofy comic strip style about a little shark who just wants to fit in. It's the best. I love it. <laughs> but there's a lot of, there's a lot of series like that that are a lot of fun. My favorite is Spider-Bot and it's kind of similar to it's jeff and that it's little like quick bite kind of <laughs> quick bite because he's a shark <laughs> uh <laughs> just little little short stories about spider-man's uh little like drone bots that he uses on missions they're just the main character of it and i like it it works a lot uh i just read a Aww, deadpool that one cute. that was cool and in fact just guest hosted an episode of previously on x-men where we talked all about deadpool the invisible touch so you can go find that wherever you find your podcasts uh, so I, I really like those. They're perfect for like reading in bed or something to just kind of like zoom, zoom, mm-hmm. zoom. I like it a lot. And it's, I like that they're actually like, they've adapted it specifically for like a phone. I think that's just clever. And I don't know why it's taken as long as it has to do anything like that. But here we are. Yeah. Two more comics to are. mention. What a time to be alive. I know. I read El Defo, which is a junior graphic novel. It's about a little girl who has hearing issues she has i can't remember she has a she has a childhood illness that makes it so her hearing is very limited and it's set in the 70s 80s and so the hearing aid she has to wear is like a big thing around like she wears on a necklace this big thing and like wire kind of headphones go into her ears and so you know that just how she navigates things socially kids start calling her el defo like to make fun of her and she sort of adopts it and it's like that's her superhero persona Mm. again this was another library pick for the for sort of like the 8 to 12 year olds and i read along and just really liked it i thought it was i thought it was really cool and just a good way to show kids a different perspective of of different people's experiences and so i thought that was great and then run by john lewis this is a continuation of the march series which won every award known to man and this is just continuing on the story of John Lewis and uh, the ongoing fight for civil rights. Really well done. Nice. Kendra, let's talk sitcoms. Let's do it. What, do you, what are you sitcoming at the moment? We've been watching, I feel like it's on a break right now, but we've been watching Home Economics. Okay. Uh, which is on its second season. Okay. Who's and in that? It's Topher Grace. Mm. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it, but I know the one you mean. Yeah, so Sheer Zameda's in it. She was on SNL. Oh, I love for a while. her. Yeah. How do you feel about that '90s show? I don't know. Yeah. I feel. Like, I wish they would just make it its own thing, mm. like not connect it to that '70s show. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've been wanting to rewatch that '70s show, and it is nowhere to stream. No. You have to purchase it. No, the DVD. And if... I used to have it, and I apparently got rid of it oh, like no. a crazy person. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, I remember when you got that for Christmas one year. Wow. No, Eric just bought it for me. He just found it. Oh, okay. And bought it for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I was with DVD. him when he did that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And I got rid of it. Wow. I guess because I can't find it anywhere. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. Okay. Crazy. I have been. I think uh, along with my uh, my inability to just binge read, I felt the same way about like dramas and things. So I've been in a big sitcom zone. That's why I'm asking you. So are you ready for my long list? do it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hit you with them all okay ghosts on paramount plus or cbs i guess they're based on a british show and it's about this couple who inherit an old uh house they're gonna turn into a bed and breakfast the wife has a head injury that and then when she wakes up she can see all the ghosts that have like haunted this property for centuries doesn't seem like it should work and it works so well (laughs) uh also on cbs young sheldon I know you never got into the Big Bang Theory, uh, but again, I think Young Sheldon, you don't have to know anything about the Big Bang Theory. It's just a good early 90s set sitcom about a quirky family, and I really like it. I think it's really cool. Uh, Newer stuff, Grand Crew, we're we're watching on Hulu right now. Really fun. Just about this group of friends. Nicole Byer? Yeah. Uh, Echo Kellum, that's his name. 
who's who's the main oh. character in that. He was also in Arrow. He was Mr. Terrific in the Arrowverse. Really funny, though. Really funny stuff. Single Drunk Female, also a lot of fun. That's Freeform, I think. Uh, it's about this girl who, you know, it's just gets... Like, her alcoholism gets to be so much of a problem that she loses her job and has to move back to her small town. And she's just trying to, like, you know, get her drinking under control mm-hmm. and get her life under control. Uh, which, none of that sounds like the premise for a funny yeah. show. But it's actually, you know, it's it's good and interesting. <laughs> How I Met Your Father, I've, I've been really liking. I know you're a big Hilary Duff fan, Kendra. I How watched you... the first three episodes, maybe yeah. four. And I just haven't gone back to it. Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know what it is that I'm not liking. So it's not great. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, you have Mm -hmm. to watch this. And I think even though the original How I Met Your Mother went on for way too long and I don't think would hold up if you watched it again, it does a lot of the things that that show did. It makes me a little nostalgic for that show. I think if we wouldn't have just been like doing other things and the next episode started, we probably wouldn't have watched more. But I'm kind of glad we did Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's settling into its own thing. Uh, and then I'm also watching, I so when Blackish first started, I watched like the first season and then got away from it, but it's all on Disney Plus now. And I loved mm. it, you know, and so I'm, I've been going through that. And then uh, I'm just recently discovered Fresh Off the Boat, which I never watched when it was I've on. I've heard that is so funny. It's really funny. Yeah. I'm only in the first season right now. When I'm at work and I like bring my lunch, I usually like bring that up on my phone and watch Fresh Off the Boat while I eat at my desk. That's a little window into my life. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Let's talk dramas, uh, I Kendra. I have a couple oh, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. I have a I'm couple sorry. other funny shows. Okay. Um, I have been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never seen which, the frame. Which, if you can believe it, you would not like it at all. Okay, thank um, you. But <laughs> there's 15 seasons of it on Hulu, and yeah. they're still going. They're still making new episodes. Wow. So I'm on season three. And each season is only like... 10 to 13 episodes long like a lot of them are actually like eight or nine episodes it's a perfect so i really think you would hate it nick (laughs) but um why i'm not i'm curious why why would i hate it it's very crude very very crude and they're it's just about five people who are the most selfish and disgusting people ever that doesn't um, sound great getting into shenanigans do you think i'm a prude it's kind of like it's like seinfeld (laughs) but they're worse people oh (laughs) (laughs) I've also, uh, we got away from Abbott Elementary, but I was loving oh, oh, okay, it. So yeah. we're definitely, we're definitely going to go back to it. Um, and we also have been watching on Paramount Plus Detroiters, which hmm. there was, I think there's two seasons. Yeah. And it was canceled a while ago, but it's. Um, it's Tim Robinson, right? Tim Robinson and. I know. I can't <laughs> think of his name either. I've been watching on. that actor. He's in After Party as well, which I've been watching on Apple. Yeah, he's he's so funny. He I is. have loved him since his first second on Veep. Yep, Veep. he's been one of my favorite yeah. people. Sam Richardson. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so Sam Richardson, Tim Robinson. There's two seasons on Paramount Plus. It is so funny. Okay. I love it so much. Nice. I think we've stopped watching it because we're getting close to the yeah. end. And we don't want to be done with it. So that's on Paramount Plus, and then I we've also been watching Star Trek Lower Decks. Love it. Um, which is a sitcom, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'd count it as a sitcom. Um, also on Paramount Plus. Okay. Very funny. Let's okay, stick, let's, now dramas. Yeah, let's stick with Star Trek and transition into dramas. So I just finished Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Man, that show. I hated it, then I kind of liked it, and then I hated it, and then I really hated it. And now you're back to hating it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I'm glad I haven't gone back to no, it. No, <laughs> I, I just I wouldn't really recommend it. I will say the spinoff that's coming out, Strange New Worlds, with Anson Mount as as Chris Pike, I am excited about that. And they've said it's going to be more episodic and more like akin to the original series, so I'm all in for it. Star Trek Picard, which I hated in the first season, the second season I'm kind of like, whatever, yeah, it's not the show I want it to be, but sure, let's follow these guys on a kooky time travel adventure, why not? So I've got to, we've got to get back to that. I'm actually having a decent time with it. The Star Trek that I will recommend though, is Star Trek Prodigy, which is the animated series that is um, on, it's like a Nickelodeon Paramount, like co-production. 10 episodes, I want to say 10 episodes are out right now. Kate Mulgrew is back as a Janeway or rather a hologram of Catherine Janeway. 
it's just good. I mean, it's just a good <laughs> sci-fi show. And what's really nice about it is that my son is like 100% on board for it. Like, he'll be like, what day is it? Oh, is there a new Star Trek prodigy? You know, and it's just kind of fun <laughs> because like we all like it, you know, on the same amount. So that's that's really cool. Nice. Here are some of my other. Apple Plus is hidden out of the park for me. I'm just enjoying everything that's on there. They've got so many things coming out that I want to see. But we just finished After Party, mm-hmm. which was fun. I think it probably would have been a better movie than a series, but still fun. And I'm absolutely loving Severance with um, Adam Scott. Everybody is. I got to I gotta just. You got to get on I board. I do. I, I just, I don't know. With dramas, I just have to be in the right mood yeah. for it. Yeah. And I... I don't know. I've been watching. I feel like I've been watching Always Sunny or SpongeBob while I work during the day. (laughs) I feel like that's all my brain has been able to. Okay, one or the other. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've been watching on Hulu The Dropout. Oh, okay. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Playing the woman who ran the company Theranos and was a big liar, and she's in big trouble. Yeah. It's really good, and Amanda Seyfried is perfect. Yeah. Because if you don't know anything about her and i do woman. not she her voice starts out normal and as she like gets going into this company she like is trying to change her persona and look like steve jobs so she starts wearing black turtlenecks and she brings her voice down several registers oh wow and just like without explanation huh. starts talking in a lower voice it's bold and amanda safry does it perfectly it's so good so i had actually read the book back look Blood. at you by John somebody I want to say carry on is his last name I read it like two years ago and then now the show is out so I'm like oh I like know all about this because I read the book (laughs) also I recently watched on Netflix criminal UK oh I've seen that uh and I definitely want to watch the other uh criminal shows there's like criminal Spain criminal Germany um but I can't watch them during the day while I'm working because they are in other languages so i would have to actually look at the screen right and right pay attention. yeah yep. but i love it every episode is just they're interrogating a different person got it in an interrogation yeah, room yeah, and yeah. try you know and just trying to get them to confess or whatever and yeah i loved it i think i already told you about my binge of dope sick on, on hulu oh, yes. with michael keaton <laughs> when i was really sick and i just like laid in bed and watched all of dope sick in one day Really, really great story. Michael Keaton does a great job. I think the whole cast is just strong, really good, really interesting kind of show. I got to tell you, Kendra, I'm loving getting back to the, like, rather than a binge drop of episodes, having to wait, like, say, every Thursday for Star Trek Picard or every Friday for Severance, Mm. whatever it is. It's kind of nice to have that structure back in my life again. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I feel like we're kind of half and half now I know. with a lot of things. Yeah. And and it's kind of nice. Like, I have the ones that I'm like, I know it's all there and I can watch it. But, like, the dropout comes out every Thursday. Yep. And I have not watched this week's episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast that I watched the Kristen Bell show, The Woman in the Window across oh. the street from The Woman in the Window or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it is a spoof of that kind of thing, right? I mean, it's it, meant... It yeah. is. It is. But I feel like it walks the line of, like, it's got that intense feel, but okay. also it's got Kristen Bell just, like, narrating nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... I think it's worth the watch. Okay. I thought it was really funny. Okay. Especially if you like those kind of books, like, you know, Girl on the Train, The Woman mm-hmm. in the Window. I think, I think he will enjoy that okay i finally watched the british office oh i had never seen it before now listen people (laughs) if you don't know how deep kendra goes in on the american office just picture a number of times that is reasonable to rewatch that show multiply it by a factor of five and you've got kendra in the american office so now you've gone full circle and seen the original i watch the american office pretty much every day of my life right at least one episode yeah. it's not it's um, not healthy it's not good for you but <laughs> and so i i had never seen the british office um i had been told that i wouldn't like it because i liked the american office so well so i've kind of just been like whatever but i was in between shows and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it and it's so funny. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. 
I understand now why people thought it wasn't going to work in America because there is so much, so many jokes made that just would not fly on American TV. Um, I think its overall tone is more mean-spirited than the American office too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of people have talked about like they had to make Michael Scott – like he's an idiot, but he's good at his job. Right. Whereas David Brent is just an idiot and bad at his job, but right. somehow he still keeps his job. Yeah. And that wouldn't have worked in America. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm glad I finally watched it. I think it's hilarious. I did not realize that the guy who plays Gareth, who is the Dwight character, is in is the guy from all the parts of the Caribbean yeah. movies. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I watched the first episode. And yeah. I was like, oh man. It's funny. Um, and it's the, funny how the close. Cam character, she's been in a bunch of stuff yeah, now too. Yeah. And of course, Martin Freeman. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, she's. Um, yeah. I think if I guess with Wonder Woman, you know, she's she's Etta Candy in, in Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting how close the pilots are. Like they're almost yeah. in, very few. And also the ending, the way the American Office ends, really mirrors the way the original ends. So yeah. Well, you did it. Good mm-hmm. for you. I did it. Yeah. Finally. Good for you. <laughs> I've been going back and catching up on Batwoman. Ooh. I watched the first season pretty regularly with Ruby Rose. And then when there was that whole casting shakeup and everything, we started the second season and I was enjoying it, but they were still, they were kind of trapped in explaining the major change. And so the first couple episodes of the season feel so clunky of like, well, there's a different Batwoman now, but all the characters are still, you know, and so it's a little like, okay, we get it. By the time you get to the middle of the season, they're really kind of finding their groove, and I'm liking it. I haven't seen the third season at all, and I'm just finishing up the second, and I don't think it's been renewed for a fourth yet. It's kind of in limbo at the moment, but but I'm digging it. That's been fun. Uh, the thing that maybe I'm most excited to watch right now is Shining Veil, which is on Stars, and it's... Yeah, uh, with... Uh... Courtney Cox, Courtney right? Cox and Greg Kinnear, yep. And it and it a lot of homages to The Shining. Courtney Cox plays, a, you know, an alcoholic writer. And they go to this, um, you know, it's not a, a ski resort up in the mountains, but they buy this old house kind of in a small town. And she's like, I just got to focus on my writing. So a lot, of, a lot of parallels there. It also straddles a line between comedy and horror really well. Mm. I mean... Both Greg Kinnear and Courtney Cox are just like hitting it out of the park all the time. Their chemistry is really good together. And the switch between like, this is funny, this is scary. They're really nailing. So I would, I, you know, I've, I think it's, I think only four episodes have aired at our time of recording now, but I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. So let's keep going. Nice. Yeah. I watched two seasons, the only two seasons. They're filming the third season of a British show called All Creatures Great and Small. Yeah. Which apparently there was an old show. They're remaking it now. There's a bunch of books. Yeah, based on books. Um, yeah. And it, I, I love it. It's got like the same stakes, I guess, as like Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of cute animals because it's about their vets in the countryside. So they're helping animals, but there's also some drama. So I loved that. And I also watched PBS recently did Around the World in 80 Days with David Tennant. Oh, and okay. That was really good. It's only like seven or eight episodes, but I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to talk movies now? Yes, let's talk movies. You're going to beat me on movies because I was looking Here, through. Do you want to see my list of yes. the movies I've watched this year? Oh. Oh, Here see, I need to do this, Kendra. I need to do this every year. Yes, you year. do. You got to oh, get a bullet journal. I Hold... need to put my stars. Yeah, you do. Hold that up. Yeah, I've also seen Tick, Tick, Boom. I didn't include that on mine. And I've seen Encanto. Look at that. So many. Look at that. Let me tell you the let me tell you the movies that I've seen, Kendra, and then I'm just gonna let you go hog wild. Okay. <laughs> okay. I watched Being the Ricardos, directed by Aaron Sorkin with uh, Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman. We're gonna watch that tomorrow. Uh, I think it's uh it's really fascinating performances from Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman. I don't think it's a great story. I think it breaks off like mm-hmm. it takes several things about the I Love Lucy era and sort of melds them into all of this is coming to head in one week. And so because of that, I feel like it's not really about any one of those things and any one of those things could have been a good movie. So I, I just don't think it balances its plot lines correctly mm. uh, for my taste anyway. Do you think as a non 
expert about I Love Lucy that I will feel the same? Or do you think just because you know so much, it bugged you? Well, Kendra, we've been to the Lucy Desi Museum together. So I know, I know you've, got, you've got some knowledge here. Um, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really because I know things about I Love Lucy. I just think, I just think the, the plot points that they bring up aren't really fully fleshed out. And so I don't think you're left with a full picture of any of them, but I'll be interested mm-hmm. to see what you think. Watch The Tender Bar, directed by George Clooney, starring Ben Affleck and others. Mm. Loved it. That's probably my oh, favorite good. movie that I've seen this year. I like that one oh, a wow. lot. Yeah, I really liked it. Watched House of Gucci with Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. Father, son, and Gucci. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Like when you walk yeah. away. I mean, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, I thought were great. Again, but... yeah, great performances. But like, I don't know anything more about Gucci, I guess, than I did before, and I don't really know yeah. what you're supposed to have learned. But anyway, mm-hmm. I saw the Batman <laughs> and loved it. The Batman. I loved it too. Such a bad attitude. I really loved it. And I, I was am... I was so pumped for this movie that I was scared that I was going to watch it and be sad afterwards because it was bad, but I loved it. I was the exact opposite. I was like, I don't need another moody, broody Batman movie. I went with my brother and my brother-in-law uh, for a birthday thing. And I was kind of like, yeah, let's go see the Batman. I've got three hours to kill. And I walked away being like, I think I loved that. It was like one of those things where half hour in, I was like, am I loving this? Do yeah. I love this movie? See, you needed, you needed the right Moody Broody. I guess then. so. You needed Robert Pattinson. That's who you needed. <laughs> apparently, Kendra. <laughs> apparently. Do I need to go watch Water for Elephants now? What's my life? I've been wanting to rewatch that, actually. Because okay. I've only seen it once, okay. like forever ago. Uh, and then finally, I saw Deep Water with Ben Affleck and Anna Dearmas. Just came out. You wow, you've already yeah. watched it? Yeah. Wow. Uh it is That's based on my list. It's based on a Patricia Highsmith novel from like the 50s. Uh Oh. Yeah, and it doesn't I mean, I think you can definitely it definitely has that adapted from a book feel, but they don't have any trouble modernizing it. I don't think that I would rate it high. It I don't know, it's hard. I guess it's one of those like terrible people doing terrible things kind of movies and so when it ended, both my wife and I were just kind of like, yeah, boy, them's are the breaks, you know? <laughs> it wasn't really. But... Well, ev- the, the commercials are calling it the sexy thriller of the year. Is that how you would categorize it? The sexy thriller of the year? It's definitely sexual. Uh, I don't know that I found it particularly <laughs> sexy or particularly <laughs> thrilling. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like another weird thing that's happened, like over the last maybe 10 years or so, I'm like, I guess I really like Ben Affleck. Mm, I don't know. Interesting. Like early 2000s me would have been like, what? But I don't know. Most of the things I see Ben Affleck in now, I'm like, yeah, that's a really good performance. And I love his directing. See, I feel like I could take or leave Ben Affleck. Okay. Like, great. Ben Affleck is in this. Yeah. But I'm not going to the theater for, yeah. for Ben Affleck. Have you seen so. The Town? Yes. I love I did the, like town. the Town. I don't think The Town gets enough. I don't know. I think Argo might be my favorite Ben Affleck movie. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I feel like his performance in Argo, he's doing a great job of the guy he's playing, but that guy was real, like, low-key monotone. And because of that, it was just, it felt a little boring to me. Mm, I was, I mean, I ended up really liking this Matt Reeves-directed Batman movie, but I was really excited about the idea of a Ben Affleck written and directed Batman. I would have really liked to have seen that. I'm Mm. sad we didn't get to. All right, Kendra, so sad. your time has come. <laughs> Let me hear it. Well, a lot of these, because um, listeners to the show might know that I love the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I, I try every year to be like, the Oscars are stupid. I hate them. But yeah. then I always love them. Wow. So uh, many of these I've been watching for the Oscars. So um, I'll start with The Power of the Dog, which is on Netflix, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst. You know who um, didn't like that movie? Sam Elliott. Not a fan. Yeah. Sam that's Elliott what I didn't. heard. He just he just really didn't like it. No, he didn't. Um it it's great. The cinematography is great. I mean, all the acting is great. I I, I love when people who are married in real life are together in movies and Jesse oh. Plemons and Kristen Dunst are married in real life. They sure are. Um and they're and they're together in this film. Uh-huh. So I would not be surprised if it took Best Picture. I wouldn't vote for it for Best Picture, but wouldn't be surprised. Okay. 
Tick, Tick, Boom. I I loved it. Mm. It was so good. Vanessa Hudgens, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Five stars. Love Andrew it. Garfield. He's having a he's having a year. I feel like he really like. is. Yeah. He really is. I watched another movie with him in it that I'll talk about in a minute. Spider Man. Um, let me see. <laughs> yes, I did watch Spider Man. Um, Licorice Pizza, which we already talked about. Oh, yeah. I did not like I did, it. No, I, I didn't really dig Licorice Pizza. No. I loved it. I didn't want to see it, and I left being like, that was so good. I loved it. I so. love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I didn't, I still don't understand the title. Did they mention Licorice Pizza at all in that movie? No, I don't think so. I have no idea. I don't know what the title means. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Um, we watched, this is not an Oscar nominee, but we watched Nobody starring... Um, Bob Odenkirk? Yes, Bob Odenkirk. Okay. It's great. All it's right. It's got like a John Wick kind of feel okay. to it. Yeah. Really good. I saw Scream 5 in theaters. Oh, wow. And didn't, it's, I mean, it's it's a Scream movie. Sure. So it's it's on the same. And I, I enjoyed it. And I haven't seen three or four. Okay. I've only seen, well, I've seen one all the way through. I've seen bits of two. Never seen three and four. Okay. So I had to read up on what happened in those before I saw it. But um, yeah, I had a good time with that. Oh, goodness. There's just so many. Um, <laughs> uh, don't look up. All right. Yeah, like Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. Nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it was too long mm -hmm. i think it was way too long that's always the but way i did enjoy it okay um i watched encanto finally yeah i've seen we're, that. <laughs> we're singing we don't talk about bruno in my choir and i was like i guess i need to watch the yeah. movie because <laughs> we're singing this song yes so i get it now I, I enjoyed it i thought it was cute it's not my new favorite disney movie or anything but i thought it was good okay here, here's my list of Oscar things I've watched. Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart. Oh yeah, I watched that too. A plus. A+. Yeah. There you go. There Did you, go. you like yeah. it? I thought Kristen Stewart was just phenomenal. But yeah, I've, I've, I thought she was so good. I think everything I, I've seen a lot of Kristen Stewart indie movies, and like everyone I've seen, I've been really impressed with her as an actress. I don't know. I feel like she's still suffering from the lack of street cred based on being in the Twilight movies. They both are. I think oh, she for sure. and Robert Pattinson sure. both. Like, when I told my dad Robert Pattinson was Batman, he was like, Twilight is Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's done a lot of other things. That's true. Like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I thought she was amazing in this movie. The Lost Daughter, starring Olivia Coleman mm. and Dakota Johnson. They're both good. I found the movie to be slow and depressing. Oh, okay. Um, so I didn't really like it. Okay. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain and oh, Andrew I Garfield. See that. Yeah, Garfield. I did not want to watch it. Okay. I really didn't, but I was like, fine, I'll do it. And it was so good. Huh. They both are amazing and i feel like i would give best actress to jessica chastain okay i just think she i just think she yeah. went for it i think she deserves it i feel like though just from her role in in x-men dark phoenix she's not allowed to win a, any best actress awards after that <laughs> she has so. to be punished she, for yeah that. <laughs> she's got to dig herself out of that pit yeah <laughs> i also watched coda c-o-d-a oh which is on Apple Plus yeah. and is nominated for Best Picture and for other awards. Yeah, there's a lot of awards. It was so good. Oh, okay. I loved it. We both went in thinking like, oh, this is going to be sad, but it really wasn't. Okay, that's it's, good to know. It It's a more hopeful, inspiring That's movie, one, so. because as I've already said, my love of the Apple Plus content, you know, uh, that's one that I've hovered over being like, should we watch it? And we just haven't yet, so... We finally did it the other night. We had kind of been avoiding it because, again, we just we just thought it was going to be sad, and yeah. we weren't in the mood for that. But it's really it's really not. Yep. Cyrano, we just saw. Oh, okay, theaters. with Peter Dinklage. Yeah. With Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I liked it. My husband really liked it. Okay. The music, I think, is is good. I I want to listen to it all again because mm. there were definitely some standout songs. I just thought it was good, not great. I yeah. guess. Okay. But. It, I, it's worth the watch, I okay. think. And it's nominated for like best makeup and or costumes or something. So you go all in with these Oscar noms. 
Yeah, well, here's some here's some documentaries I've watched. Hit me. <laughs> um, Summer of Soul, which I think oh, might I did take want to it, see that. Which, yeah, which is about a concert event yeah. like Woodstock that happened in Harlem, right. pretty much the week after Woodstock. It was filmed, and the film sat in a basement for 50 years, Jeez. and now they've brought it out. So this, no one's ever seen it. Wasn't um, this put they, together they by Questlove, like from the roots? It was. Yeah, yes, okay. It was. I would not be surprised if that takes it. Okay. Um, but the Attica documentary, it's just called Attica, oh. was also very good. Okay. I didn't really, like, I knew what Attica was. Like, I knew it was about a prison revolt, but yeah. I did not know specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have people, you know, prisoners from the prison are interviewed. Oh, wow. Like, today. And they just, like, take you through what happened. It's crazy. It's upsetting as well. So, you know, just be aware of that. Some other documentaries, Lead Me Home is on Netflix. It's about homelessness in um, some of the major cities in America. Okay. Very, very sad, but very sure. eye-opening. Audible is probably my favorite documentary short. It is about, it follows a football team at a school for the deaf. Oh. And they're like the best football team in the state. Interesting. Um, and so it's following the students. and Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and then just some of the other shorts I've watched. The Long Goodbye, which stars Riz Ahmed, who actually has a lot of, has several things because he's in this, but he also produced, I think, the animated movie Flea, F-L-E-E, okay. which I just watched yesterday. Flea is nominated for Best Animated Movie, Best International Film, and Best Documentary, oh, wow. I think. It's nominated for in three different categories. It was very, it was very good, but again, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's about a, a family trying to escape from Afghanistan. Oh wow! And just their their struggle to get like they go to Russia, they get stuck in Russia for a while, then they try to get smuggled out to meet their family, and it's very intense. But the yeah. animation is amazing. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the last one I'll mention is The Long Goodbye, starring Riz Ahmed. It is on YouTube. It is all of 11 minutes long. It's nominated for Best Live Action Short. And I don't really want to say anything about it. It's upsetting to watch. Mm. But Riz Ahmed does this, like, speech at the end that is just so good. I would would give it. I would give it Best Live Action Short, I think. So, yeah, it's on YouTube. A lot of these are on YouTube or um, Netflix. Hulu. I mean, they're just, they're places you can go and find everything. So, uh, yeah, at this point I would probably give, I personally would give best picture to Coda or Belfast or power of the dog. Probably. Okay. I don't know which I'm going <laughs> to, which I'm going to guess. Well, you've given us a lot to think about. I also wanted to say, um, if you are a daily game fan, like Wordle, okay. um, every day, I play Wordle, but my husband also found two movie-related ones. Oh, that's fun. So there's this one called Box Office Game, where each day it gives you a different week. And, like, today was, like, October 13th, 2003 or something. And you have to guess the top five box office movies of that week. Um, And you can, like, reveal things for hints, and it, like, takes points away if you reveal things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got my highest score ever today (gasps) all by myself. I didn't look anything up. I didn't ask Eric any questions. Way to go. I just, yeah, I was pretty proud. And there's another one called Framed where they show you just a still from a movie, and you have to guess That's um, cool. the movie. And you get, you get like, five guesses, and if uh-huh. you get it wrong, it keeps showing you another still. I see. All right. Ooh. Wowzer. Kendra, so much. So much. <laughs> I know. Too you're, much? You're a font of knowledge. Too much, no, maybe? <laughs> no. I, no, no. No, no, no. Disagree. I worked Disagree. from, I worked from home got... this year, so I just, like, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to watch yeah. things. You're living your best life. I know. And... And I say more power to you. Did you, in all of the stuff you mentioned, have you run into any 90210 alums in the wild? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. But no, mm. I haven't. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, you can catch me every other week on This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. 
next time in our episode, we're going to have a special guest, Crystal Storm, who's been on many a Radio Meanwhile podcast in the past. She has a Star Wars audio drama that's coming out, and so she's going to do an episode of Ewoks with us and tell us a little bit about her upcoming audio drama. So yeah, you, can find you that. may hear it's some familiar voices. You may hear some familiar oh, voices in there. Oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. Are you in there, Kendra? Briefly. Very, very briefly. Ah, Eric, Eric and I are both okay. in there. <laughs> That's exciting. I didn't know that. Well, it That's just super cool. it happened very recently that that we uh, okay. that we did. So, yeah. Pretty exciting. I love it. What a scoop. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kendra? Where, where can people find you? I am Miss Music Box 91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week... Or every other week, it seems, at this <laughs> lately, uh, we talk about a different 90s song. So come on over there for all your 90s needs. Sounds pretty exciting. Okay. Well, hey, join us next time as we continue our 90210 journey as we delve into season six. Season six, <gasps> It's Kendra. happening. Episode one. <laughs> I'm Home. so excited. Love this title. Home is where the tart is. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> I don't see where we go. go. <laughs>